a lot of times when we walk Annabelle, um, I never know what's going to happen. Sometimes Michael just might start preaching. Um, a lot of times we just start praying out loud, kind of prophesying over the neighborhood that we're in. And it's really cool to see what God's doing through that. Um, we're just declaring some things about, you know, what we believe God is going to do. And he's already answered some of those prayers. So I'm telling you, I can't go into specifics about some of them because they are uh, private for some people that are um, just close to me. But I'm telling you, declare. Declare what you're praying for because God, he's going to come through. We have to believe it. Um, giving him just, you know, real true prayers from the heart. Amen. Um, it's just really cool. Uh, something else, you know, that I just, I don't know why, but it's just been on my heart that um, since Michael and I really have started praying together, it's really kind of grown this intimacy between us and um, just a more intimacy between, I know, myself and the Lord. And so I just want to encourage you to just, you know, pray, pray with your, your spouse, pray with your friends. No. You know, prayer doesn't have to be just by yourself. So I don't know why, but that just was on my heart. So let's pray, okay? Heavenly Father, Lord, we're just so thankful to be here tonight, God. Amen. So, so thankful, Lord. Thankful just uh, what you're doing and believing and what you're going to do, God. So tonight, let, let it just be just a night of declaration, Lord. Father, we come here tonight to honor you, to glorify you, and uh, no matter what's going on in our lives, no matter what the circumstances are, we're believing beyond those, Lord. We are we're just believing in you, God. We love you and we thank you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. 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 So, so join me in agreeing for the Lord to touch this man, okay? And there's actually, I had to step out during worship. I had a phone call for another prayer, urge, like urgent matter. So we're going to pray for that as well here in just a moment. So, Lord, we pray that you would go right now, Lord. Yes. And you don't even have to go because you're all places at all times. But we ask, Lord, that you would make yourself known there in the hospital at Cincinnati and touch Rob. God. Yes. Lord, you touched yes. you got him through the surgery but had a heart attack. And so we're just asking Father that you would move. I pray, Lord, that you get things back in rhythm. I pray, God, that he would come out of this. Lord, I, I pray he would be back on his feet before before we even get done tonight, oh God. I pray that he would get back out of the ICU and back into a normal bed and then get back home in just the next few days, Jesus. I pray this in your name. Amen. 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 We're going to keep praying and agreeing, brother. They're going to touch you. The Lord's going to touch you. Amen. Yes. Um, our Valerie, I say our Valerie. Valerie is here. Um, she texted, and I actually stepped out to talk to her on the phone. Um, her nephew, Ian, uh, was diagnosed with pneumonia um, just a little bit ago. But the, um, 
lump without going into a lot of details, he's, he's in really bad shape. And they may actually have to put something in his chest to help open up the pathways and all this stuff. So I told them we're going to pray for Ian right now as well, okay? So, Lord, we just yes, ask Lord, that you would touch Lord. Valerie's uh, nephew, yes. Ian. Lord, that he is, uh, her nephews are her babies, Lord. Yes. And so I pray that you would touch Ian as he's yes. at the hospital bed, yes, this family that loves you, that has served you. I pray, God, that you would remove any and all traces of yes. pneumonia, Lord. I just pray it in Jesus' name. Yes. Amen. Yes. Amen. 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 And we're not being presumptuous when we pray like this. And, not, and, and I will not, I may get offend some, it's okay. I will never say if it's your will, Lord, to touch them. Come on. Okay. Because I do believe it's his will. Amen. And uh, now, we went through this, why sometimes he move and sometimes he don't. I think he always moves. All right. But... But he's not the one to blame. But anyway, we're going to believe in faith that he's going to touch and he's going to move. All right? Amen. All right. <laughs> Michael, I have a prayer, or just a praise request. Yeah. A couple months ago, I had gone to a hairdresser at Walmart, and we were talking, and she had asked me to pray for her husband because he was going in, um, into kidney failure due to some things. Mm. And I went there this week just by happen chance. I wasn't even going to go, but I saw she was working, so I went to talk to her. And um, she shared with me that his kidneys now are just completely functional and there's no awesome. reason for it. Praise and the Lord. I shared with her that I, I had been praying and then I t asked her if I could share the story with the church and just that, yeah. that God, is, God is good. Amen. When you pray in faith, I mean, he, he moves. He really does. He really does. Uh, this past week, just a few days ago, I was right over here. I'm eating stuff I probably am not supposed to eat. Uh, <laughs> Amen, bro. April's like, I don't know why. I don't know why you're not losing weight, honey. I know what you eat. <laughs> but uh, cashier winced in pain when she took my card. I said, what's wrong? And she said, oh, I've got some, it's just, I, I can't really explain it, but her hand was convulsing. I said, give me your hand. And she looked at me like, what are you going to do? I said, Jesus, just touch your hand. And, like, she started freaking out. And, like, boo-hoo sobbing. She's like, Jesus really just healed my hand. Amen. Jesus just really healed my hand. And uh, he's just good. Amen. He's really good. And it wasn't, you know, I didn't even have to pray in King James. He just touched her. So <laughs> uh, he's good. Lots of exciting things. I got a, uh, a phone call this week. Um, I told you a few weeks ago I felt led <laughs> uh, about a van, okay? Uh, we for sure have one given to us. And uh, it's in the sh it is in the shop as we speak, okay? I mean, <laughs> getting, getting all tuned up and working and safe and everything else. That way we can take it downtown and go pick up people who are homeless and That's bust right. them into our services. Amen. We Amen. also have a second van uh, that it is pending board approval to give it to us. Amen. The first Hallelujah. Four in January. So we could have been without one van or had no vans, and now we possibly have two. That's just that's just the Lord, folks. It really is. A lot of exciting things. Um, a lot of exciting things. I won't, I won't share a whole lot because I want to get into this message. But uh, God's been doing some things behind the scenes. And... Um, We've been praying about the future and the direction of this church. Um, come January, we'll be starting a prayer meeting. It's an early morning one. And so uh, 
So if you're around the area, uh, I encourage you to come. It'll probably it'll be from 6 to 7 a.m. in all likelihood, Tuesday mornings. Um, don't feel pressure to come, okay? I, I get it. We work. We're all this. But if you want to come and cry out with me or whoever else is here, we're going to cry out to the Lord and ask him to move in our city, okay, and move in our church. Um, we'll be starting our, we call them revival groups. Those will be coming probably late January. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's not a stereotypical small group where we're just doing a Bible study, but we'll be, we'll be praying with one another in these groups around the city and around the county, really. But we'll be praying. We'll be doing family. So prayer, family, just hang out, love on one another, and mission, going out and serving one another. Just something right. real simple, even like, Thanksgiving, our family went out downtown and just gave away a bunch of meals with Jason and his family. And uh, it took us 20 minutes to do, but we did it together. Actually, can I I share a phrase on that? Yes, real quick. You know, I have a son, my youngest son's autistic, and he does not normally touch, I mean, approach, let alone touch strangers. And he just, he was walking up, handing out food, giving out hugs, I mean, his brother, my oldest son and I, we were just stunned. He, it was like a whole new kid. Amen. Amen. Just the goodness of God. <clears throat> and then, this is, um, there's a couple of, uh, I'm going to say something, and there's a, a, some pretty big moving parts, but um, uh, as you are well aware of, we are, we pastor Crestwood as well, okay? Um and, and I really think we're one church, just say it's two churches, but it's, it's, it's the same people we meet in two places. And um, with, with some extras mixed in there. But we believe the Lord is calling us to unite. And uh, you can be praying about what this looks like, but we are waiting on Amen. some other approvals and things like that uh, from the district. But, but we believe God is calling us to merge and become one church and meet here. And, uh, and, and so when this happens... We'll be meeting, we'll be holding two services here at River City, one on Friday evenings and one on Sunday mornings for the time being. And, and we're just going to believe the Lord's going to do something Amen. really amazing yeah. as, uh, as we have become one, become one. And uh, we won't go into much more detail. You just be praying. There's a lot of moving parts, a lot of moving parts, and um, how, what this is going to look like, how this is going to work. And, we just want to do it exactly the way that the Lord wants us to, um, but it is something we believe God is calling us to do. It's really exciting. Amen. Um, it's really exciting. So, all right. So, Isaiah, we're going to continue this Christmas series. Isaiah 9-6 says, For a child was born unto us, a son will be given to us, and the government shall rest on his shoulders, and his name will be called, and this is what we've been working through the last uh, two weeks, so this is week number three, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, <coughs> Eternal Father, which is what we're going to talk about tonight, Prince of Peace, and in verse seven it says, there will be no end to the increase of his government or of peace. Mm-hmm. On the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish and to uphold it with justice and righteousness from then on and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of the host, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will accomplish this. Alright. So some of this again, uh, set it up, will be a little review. There's several new people here tonight. 
But it says there will be no end to the increase of his kingdom. The word increase, or it says there will be no end to the increase of his government, or no end to the increase of his kingdom, but the word increase means abundance, all right? And, 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 and when you think abundance, think John 10, 10, right? The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have came that they may have life and have life abundantly, right? right. And so the kingdom is an abundance of righteousness and joy and peace in the Holy Spirit, all right? So, <laughs> an abundance. So there is no end to the abundance of his kingdom. And we've said before that the Lord's will has always been that his kingdom continue to increase, to expand, to grow. The Lord has never desired... And, and, and the Lord has never desired for the church to shrink back, right? Amen. Or to lose ground to the enemy. He has always wanted us to advance. And, yeah. and, and, and again, this is review, but this has always been his plan. Genesis 128, I believe, is the original Great Commission, which says, Be fruitful and multiply. That's right. Come Fill on. the earth and subdue it. And rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky and over every living thing that moves on the earth. So God made Adam and Eve and, you know, he made, made man in God's image to reflect God's image, right? And he gave them a plot of land, the Garden of Eden. Again, this is review. But he gave them a plot of land, the Garden of Eden, and he said, this is yours. I want you to name all the fish, all the living creatures. I want you to name everything that's in this garden. And once you name everything, I want you to increase the boundaries of this garden. So he's saying, be fruitful and multiply, right. take the earth and subdue it. We understand that when Adam and Eve were on earth, that the enemy had already fallen from heaven. And so the Lord had this perfect place, this kingdom, this garden of Eden. And the Lord said, I want you to take back what the enemy is ruling and reigning over. Okay, I know it's a lot. It's a whole lot. We don't. So our call is to increase the boundaries of the kingdom of God, and we we, right. we we say this like we know this. Matthew twenty-eight, right? Therefore, go and make disciples of the nations, which is fascinating, by the way. It says it doesn't say go make. We should make disciples of individuals, but it doesn't say go make disciples of individuals. It says go make disciples of the nations. Amen. Uh, Baptizing and and what? In the name of the Father, the Son, Holy Spirit, and teaching them everything that I have taught you. So everything Jesus taught his disciples, we're supposed to teach those who come up after us. That's right. And lo, I'm with you to the very end of age. By the way, I think this is amazing. If we're supposed to make disciples of the nations, we have a Hispanic grocery store with a, uh, with a Mexican taqueria right behind us. We have a Chinese grocery store right behind us, right? And across the street from us, we have a Korean, across the party line, we have a Korean restaurant. And then you have a Louisiana kitchen, Popeye's right there. So I don't think it gets any more national than where we are right Amen. now, right? Amen. The Lord said, expand the boundaries of my kingdom. <laughs> it's always been designed to move forward. It's always been designed to increase and to spread. It just, it has. That's right. Well, the Lord just isn't leading me to reach anyone. Well, yeah. 
your Lord's probably different than mine. Come on. <laughs> All right. So if if the kingdom is always to increase, has it increased? Because that's I mean it's like well if you're going to tell us it has to, like give us the how to right? Well, I, I again we we've used this point last few messages, but it I believe that the kingdom begins to increase when we understand who Jesus is, and we're right. going to recognize who Jesus is, and that's what we started off with that passage in Isaiah, which prophesied about who Jesus is. Amen. He is the everlasting Father. He is the eternal Father. Now, week one, we talked about him being the wonderful counselor, which literally translate as the, the astonishingly good one who gives good advice. And I really kind of butchered it there, but he's astonishingly great at giving good advice. So if you need to know what you need to do in life, just ask Jesus. He's going to tell you really good things to do. That's right. <laughs> so, and then we learn that he's the mighty God. Which mighty God means the, the most simplistic translation means the one who has prevailed or valiant yeah. warrior, which is the same phrase that we used when Gideon was hiding in the wine press, right? And the angels, the Lord shows up and says, "Oh, valiant warrior!" And, and Gideon was like the least of the least, the worst of the worst. But the Lord saw the best in him, and so He's this mighty God. He's this one who has prevailed. Not only one who will prevail, but one who has prevailed past tense. Because we don't strive for victory. We live from a place of victory. All right. All right. So, Eternal Father, which is really cool that you guys sang the last two songs that you sang. How He Loves and Abba, right? All right. Wasn't planned. The word eternal... I think the NIV may say everlasting. I'm not real sure. But the word eternal means forever. So he's the forever father. He's the continual father. He's the perpetual father. In other words, he's, he's, he's not the father who is in this. And let me just preface this with this. That sometimes when it comes to talking about the father heart of God, it's hard for some to grasp because you had deadbeat fathers. Do not, I'm, I'll ask you tonight, please do not project Come on. your upbringing yeah, on the right. Lord, okay? That's right. All right, so he is this father who isn't just around for a little while. He isn't like, I made a baby, I'm gone, right? That's not what he is. He's, he, he's, he's the one who is the father forever. And, and he was actually the one that was the father before all things, right? He's the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. And, and we talked like last week that that it's easy to understand. It's easy to understand. Yeah, I'm asking to go outside. It's easy to understand. It's easy to understand something has no end, but how do you comprehend something that has no beginning? Yeah. <laughs> he exists outside of time. So just mind-boggling. Right. He's the one that will continue to be our father, and he's the one that will perpetually be our father. In other words, it, it will never, ever, ever stop. And so when we get a revelation of that, I believe that it starts to change the way that we view things. Amen. So I have this good father who is in heaven, 
that loves me, that loves you, that is crazy about me, that's crazy about you, and I don't believe he's sitting up there with his arms crossed in disappointment. I believe he's rooting Amen. people on, saying, I believe the best for you. I hope the best for you. I see potential and destiny in you. I just wish you would get it right. I just believe that's what he thinks. So, let's look at what the Father heart of God looks like. Look at Matthew chapter 7. Matthew 7. Ask and it will be given to you. Love this. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. And he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks will be opened. Verse 9. I love this because this is where we're going to start talking about the Father heart of God. Or what man is there among you when his son asks for a loaf will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, he will not give him a snake, will he? If then you, being evil, being a sinner, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give what is good to those who ask him? Amen. I'm going to... Verse 11, that's where I'm going to hone in on for just a few moments here. Verse 11 says, How much more, if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your kids, and sometimes we give rotten gifts to our kids because it's funny, but you know, you want to bless them. <laughs> Maybe you guys just aren't as fun parents as I think I am. <laughs> All right. How much more will your Father who is in heaven give what is good to those who ask him. The word more, how much more, means all the more. How much better will he give? How much even further will he give? How much greater will he give? And it also can be translated as how much truer, how much truer could the Father give? In other words, like what I'm facing is true, but but what he says is more true. Come on. So it's like, I'm sick, but his word says that by his stripes I'm healed. And so, so which one is it? Which one's more true? It's what's in here. And so if you, then being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much greater, truer, better will your father, which father, I love this, the word father, it means father, but another meaning it could be is how much more could the one who imparts life, how much more could the one that gives life and is committed to giving life Amen. give to you? Amen. That's so cool. So he imparts life and he's committed to sustaining life. That's right. Amen. He gives you life and he's committed to sustaining your life. He, he gives you life and he's like, he's, he's not just like, there they are. I'm done, right? He's, there they are. Let me come in the midst of them. Mm -hmm. yeah, so Do you understand? It's like when we had Ethan, <laughs> I, I teased him a few weeks ago, and I said, well, it's been, I guess it's been a few months ago, I said, well, you're 13 now, man. It's time for you to get a job and move out of the house. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Like, we don't do that, right? 
We don't do that. And I actually just read an article, too, that said, and I'm a millennial, so it said that millennials are really struggling because the 25-year-olds are falling off their parents' insurance. I'm thinking, man, my, as soon as my parents could cut that, I was off of their stuff, right? But, but anyway, we don't just say, you're done. We say, I'm committed to this. And even when he moves out of the house, we're still committed to trying to do whatever we can to help him. And I know those of you who have kids out of the house feel the exact same way. It's, 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 it's not just here you are. I don't, I'm not just giving you life, but I'm going to do whatever I can to help sustain Amen. it. Amen. That's the Father heart of God. That's right. That's, that's what his name, that's, that's what his name in the Greek literally means, all right? It means, yeah, he is Father, right? But he's the one that imparts life and sustains. Amen. Yes. It's a beautiful, beautiful word. <laughs> and then the last word in this verse is, not the last word in this verse, the last one I'm going to read. It says, how much more will your father, the one who right, is committed to impart life, all those types of, how much will he give, or how much more will he give? The word give means how much more will he offer? How much more will he put out? How much more will he bestow? How much will he more will he begin to? Poor and and not just poor, but continue to pour and continue to pour. And so let me read this great big long run on definition of this verse right here. How much more, better, greater, or truer will the one who imparts life and sustains life offer, bestow, or pour blessings? And by the way, it says what is good, uh, or, or where it says give what is good to those who ask him. The word good it means intrinsically good. It means that it's not bad at all. It, can't be bad there is no bad in it so how much more will he pour blessings that are intrinsically good on those who ask him to do so Amen. but I've asked him and he hasn't answered it's not because he's withholding I actually, again, we can rattle off verses. A day is like a thousand years, or a thousand years is like a day with the Lord. If, if he, if 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 he has no beginning and he has no end, if this is time and he exists outside of time, you realize that time doesn't apply to him. That's right. We talked about in, in John chapter six, right, where the 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 loaves and the fish that that. The feeding of the 5,000, the first person in line would have gotten their food much quicker than the 5,000 person in line, right? 5,000 person, actually said those who were seated, we talk about this a lot, but but the 5,000 person, I'm sure they're like, man, I'm so hungry, I'm, just, I'm tired of waiting, I'm just ready to go. It's like we went to Krispy Kreme Donuts this morning, and it was like, it was crazy. There were, it just The whole place about blew up in anger there this morning. I'm not even kidding. And we were there like 15 minutes, and I'm thinking, I'm, I'm just ready to go. But I've been here so long, I need to stay. You ever feel like, you know what I'm saying? Yes. <laughs> what I'm saying is that that if you've been asking the Lord to move in your life in a particular situation, do not give up and do not quit asking. Amen. Because it does, the, the, the delay in an answer to prayer doesn't negate the fact that prayer is answered. That's right. And, and if anything, it makes it more fulfilling when it actually comes to fruition. Amen. Goodness is his nature. Mm -hmm. That's right. 
it's like we say God is good all the time, all the time God is good. You know, we can, we can rattle that off, but we really understand, like, goodness is his nature. It's like, if, if someone on the street asks me, what is God like? The most simplistic and the most, I think, theologically sound thing that you can say is he's good. Amen. He's loving. He's yeah. kind. Well, what about all these other things? Well, Paul says it's the kindness of God that leads men out of repentance. That's right. It wasn't because someone scared the hell out of me. It was because someone took the time to love the hell out of me. That's right. right. It's the kindness of God that leads men into repentance. Amen. And because of his goodness, he loves to give good things. That's right. What are good things? It's not stuff. I think sometimes it's stuff, but it's not stuff, man. It's him. Yeah, that's right. It's him. Righteousness, it's joy, it's peace in the Holy Ghost. That's what it Amen. is. That's what He gives us. So if He gives it, then what do we need to do? Receive it. Right. <laughs> Receive Amen. it. Right? I, I, it's not like, here you go, here's a blessing. No, I don't want it. When I travel a lot, I'll, 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 I'll preach a message and, and, and I'll say something like, the Lord wants to bless us today. And there's always like one or two in the crowd that like when you say the Lord wants to bless you, like right off the bat they go, he's prospered. No, he wants to bless his children. And Amen. you're not okay being blessed, I'll just go ahead and take your blessing. Just go ahead and give it to me. But if you want to stand there with your arms crossed when he's handing them out, go right ahead. It's like when I was growing up and dad said, let's go to the mall. It didn't matter what you had planned. You were going to go to the mall with dad because he was going to bless your socks off. That's just my dad's nature. Doesn't matter. All right. So by receiving what he wants to give to you, look at Luke 11. Luke 11, verse 32. I love Luke 11, 32, by the way. Luke 11, 32 says, do not be afraid, little flock, for your father has chosen gladly to give you the kingdom. So what's a good gift he wants to give us? The kingdom. Amen. And not only does he want to give you the kingdom, but he's chosen gladly to do so. Right. Uh, look, it says do not be afraid. The, the word afraid obviously means do not fear, but it actually could mean like do not withdraw from God. Because he's chosen to give you the kingdom. Come on. I think sometimes we miss out because we say, well, I asked God for this, or I asked God for that, and he didn't move, and so I'm just going to go over here, and I'm going to throw my little pity party, and I'm going to plant myself right here, and he's going to have to come to me. Well, you know what? Maybe you should just stay where you were in the first place and not withdraw from him. Or, or sometimes we get hurt in the faith, bad, something bad happens, and we run from the Lord, and then we wonder why life goes to hell in a handbasket. Well, maybe it's because we withdrew from him. Come on. It actually means to withdraw from to the point of avoidance. Mm -hmm. I say this too, and like, you know, growing up, I wasn't the best teenager. Some nights I'd come home and under the influence of things I should not have been under the influence of, and so I avoided my dad because I did not want him to do a breath test on me, right? Avoided him at all costs. Same thing. You know what I think happens with Christians? I think sometimes we slip up. 
I actually think sometimes you guys probably sin. <laughs> I hope you're not. I hope you don't. I hope you're all like Jesus' second cousin, right? But <laughs> that sounded funnier to me. <laughs> I think sometimes people sin and they think, oh my goodness, what did I just do? And I can't go back to God because I'm ashamed of what I just did. And so I'm going to avoid him for a while. I'm not even worthy to spend time in his word. So you're like, well, I did this, this, and this. I, I probably shouldn't even read this. I've seen it. And before you know it, you made one mistake. And then you're like, well, I need to avoid, 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 avoid. And he's all the way over here. And we purposefully put ourselves over here to avoid him. Don't be afraid. Right. He's a good father. Amen. He's a very good father who has chosen gladly. He is well pleased. He's resolved. Amen. He is resolved is what it means. He considers it good and he thought it was best Amen. to give you the kingdom. Try. To offer, to bestow, to pour the kingdom out on you. He thought it was a good idea. He's like... I think, you ever had a good idea? You're like, I think I should do this, right? I don't know if the Lord did that. He's like, I don't know if he, he looked at the Holy Spirit and said, I don't know if the Father looked at the Holy Spirit and said, I have a good idea. I'm going to gladly give him the kingdom. The Holy Spirit's like, I think, Jesus, I think that's a really good idea, right? And, you know, I don't, I don't understand how that works, but, but he gladly chose to bestow the kingdom upon us. Amen. Yeah. So what's the kingdom? It's the king's domain, Right? It's right. his government. There will be no entity increase Amen. of Amen. his government. It's the king's domain. It is the place where he has authority. That's right. That's right. It's the place where he rules. It's the place where there's royal power. Amen. <laughs> I mean, it's really simplistic. What is the kingdom? It's, it's the place where the rules and decrees of God are in full effect. Wow. It's like growing up. My dad's house, he never ate dessert before dinner, right? That was dad's rule. I went to grandma's house and her authority superseded dad's. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And you have as much dessert as you want before dinner. You don't even have to have dinner, right? Because her rule and her decree is what's in effect. <laughs> So he says, I'm going to gladly give you the kingdom. And, it, and I want you to understand this, that king, when he says, I'm going to gladly give you the kingdom, it means in both the world mm -hmm. and your heart. That's right. It, it's a two-thing meaning. So if Jesus, if we allow him to become our eternal father, and we do not fear him, avoid him, or withdraw from him, the one who imparts life and is committed to do so to the point that they're resolved and they're well pleased and considers it to be a good offer to bestow poor upon to use the king's domain, authority, rule, royal power in all the world will do this in people's hearts. There's a great big long run on sentence. In other words, the Lord 
desires to not just give us a little bit of the kingdom of God, but he wants to give us every single drop that's of the right. kingdom of God. Amen. And so and so that's what Matthew 6.10 is, right? On earth as it is in heaven. That's what we're praying for. We're saying whatever is there, and when we say whatever is there, I'm not just talking about health and healing and things like that. I'm talking about your rule, your order, everything that is there, your peace, your righteousness, your justice, whatever is there, I'm saying it needs to be right here, God. And he doesn't just want to give you a little bit of it. He says, I'm gladly choosing. If you don't shrink back and avoid me, I'm not. I'm going to gladly choose to go, I'm just going to bestow it upon you. And when he he bestows it upon you, it's like this. It's like when Elijah went up to heaven and the mantle came on Elijah, right? He wants to place the kingdom upon his children. He doesn't want us to say, well, maybe I could have just a little bit. He says, no, I want to freely give it all to you. And so when I pray for the kingdom of God on earth that is in heaven, I'm not just saying, give me a little bit, God. I'm saying, give me the whole thing. That's right. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Which is, April said, I like to preach around the neighborhood. <laughs> Which is why she talked about decreeing. What's a king do? Try Come on. I want this done. And it's done, right? That's what a king does. Or, I want this done, and he has a scepter. I want this. I, I want this, this thing to be taken care of. And I don't care how it gets done, I just want you all to do it. It gets done. That's right. So, if he wants to give us the kingdom, and again, I'm, I know this makes some uncomfortable, but it's just the word of God, so get over it. Come on. <laughs> if I start to pray what's in here out loud, it should start to change what happens around me. That's right. Amen. Amen. Right? Come like, on. Like, things like this, like, Darkness can't comprehend the light, right? Or perfect love casts out all fear. Amen. Amen. Like when we walk our neighborhood, like there's some places that, that used to the hair on your neck would stand back up. You just knew it was an evil place. You knew there was dark things happening. But Lord, cast out, cast out, cast out fear, darkness. Lord, I'm going to shine the light that's within me, that you placed within me. I'm going to shine the light into this darkness. And I'm not going to be like, you know, care bear stare type thing. Like, you know what I'm saying? But but I'm going to walk. That's what I picture when I think of that. But I'm not going to do that. But I am going to say that he who lives inside of me is greater than he who is in the world. That's right. And if that's the case, then anything that is dark, anything that is bad should leave because he has the authority to do so. That's right. Amen. Come on. So just start proclaiming his word, man. Right. Just start proclaiming his word. Well, what if it doesn't happen immediately? Keep doing it. That's right. Amen. Keep doing it. And then do it some more. And then do it some more. Yeah. Understand? It, it's, look, the enemy is going to fight hard for what he has. But I also know, by the way, you know like the old cartoons where it had like the angel on one side and the devil on one side of the shoulder? Okay, you do realize that's completely f- fallacy, right? Yeah. yeah. 
the enemy was a created being. The Lord created him, so he has authority and rule over the enemy. That's what That's Jesus right. did when he gave us the keys of the kingdom. Come on. All right. Some of us will sink in later on when you're going home. Maybe when you're laying in bed, you'll be like, oh, man. <laughs> and so, let me tell you about this kingdom that he's gladly chosen to give you. You know it's unshakable. He tells us in his word it's unshakable. Hebrews 12, 28 says, Therefore, since we receive a kingdom, which, again, we receive a kingdom, which is the king's domain, which is a place of his authority, rule, his royal power, and both the world and in the hearts of man, since we receive a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us show gratitude. Oh, Amen. let us show gratitude by which we, may we offer to God an acceptable service with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire. So since we receive this kingdom, that cannot be shaken, which means immovable, obviously. It's unshakable. It, it's, it's, it, and by the way, the kingdom is immovable and unshakable. Why? Because the name before that is, he's the mighty God. He's the one that has prevailed. That's and right. if he has prevailed, he's not going to be shaken. He's not going to be like, oh, what do I do next? He's, he's not going to wig out. He's not going to freak out. He's not going to panic. He's not right. going to do anything like that. But he's not going to fall off his throne. You know, he's he's unshakable. Nothing is going to face him because he has already won. Amen. <laughs> Luke 17, 21 says, For behold... The kingdom of God is in your midst. So, the kingdom of God is in your midst, and the kingdom is unshakable, which means it's not going to tremble at darkness. It looks at darkness and says, I dare you to try something. That's what it looks. That's what it does. So, it says it's in your midst. And, and again, the kingdom of God is in your midst. In your midst, I think another translation says the kingdom of God is within you, right? Amen. It means it's inside of you. Amen. It means it's among you. That's right. So when Jesus says the kingdom of heaven is within you, Jesus is saying this unshakable kingdom that does not move, that does not get afraid, that doesn't freak out, that doesn't worry, that does not stress out, it is inside of you. And Amen. if you realize that that is inside of you, that changes the way that we live. That means that when we go through bumps in the road, that means when we go through hard times, it's not like, oh, whoa, it's me. It's like, no. Even though all hell is coming against me right now, I'm going to walk with my head held high. I'm going to believe that He yeah. is good and His love endures forever, right? Yes. <coughs> because the kingdom is within me. That's right. And I believe the one that's within me is greater than the one that is outside that's of me right. and the one that's in the world. Who are we in relation to Jesus? That's how the kingdom increases when we realize that. Well, <coughs> Jesus <coughs> says that he is the everlasting father. And if we just went through that whole breakdown of things, we could say that we are carriers of the kingdom of heaven. That's right. You're carriers of the kingdom of heaven. We did this before. You, you, it means everywhere you, you go, the kingdom is among you. Yeah. So I could walk in the Popeye's chicken. <laughs> I'm not going to do this. But I, I, I would, I, I've done stuff like this before. But 
I may not say it like this, but I could walk in the Popeye's chicken and go, the kingdom is among you. And I could be correct. Why? Because it's within you. And guess what? The good news of the gospel is that the kingdom of heaven is at hand, which means it's within arm's reach, which means that since it's inside of me, it can be inside of you too if you want some of it. We are carriers of the kingdom because of God's goodness. He's given us something that only the one with the Father's heart has permission to give anyone at all. You don't give someone something this so wonderful if you don't have a father's heart. You just don't do it. You don't trust someone with it unless you really love them. Hey, I don't think we realize what we've been given. And I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'll just be, I'm like, I'm figuring all this stuff out. And, and the more I figure out, the more I realize I don't know about it. But he's so good. He's taken up residence in our hearts. He lives inside of us. And so if the world around me shakes, I will not shake because he is in me. That's right. And and I'll be, some of this is like self-talk, right? Some of this is me prophesying over myself when I walk through hard times because sometimes I'm like, man, I'm shaking God. No, I've received a kingdom that's unshakable. That's right. Pray that word out. If the world around me falls apart, I will not fall apart because the kingdom will not fall apart. Amen. If the world around me is angry and bitter and full of hate, I'm going to manifest joy and peace and kindness because that is what is in the kingdom. If if, if the world around me is full with lust and greed, and, and, and more immorality, whatever it is, I'm going to manifest righteousness because Come the on. kingdom is within my heart, right? Amen. If, if, if I walk into a place and everyone's freaking out, I'm going to manifest peace. I'm going to be like, it's going to be okay. That's right. God is in control. Amen. That's right. Come on. This will change your life. This, this life, let me say this. Sometimes the Lord changes our moments, but the Lord really wants to change your life. That's right. I think the gospel of the kingdom, if we get yeah. this, it'll change our the entire trajectory of our life. That's right. <laughs> we have a kingdom that's unshakable. Amen. So good. First John 4, 17. I've closed with this the last few weeks. As he is... So are we in this world. That's right. So, if he's unshakable, because he lives inside of me, I'm unshakable. That's right. Amen. Amen. The Lord, the Lord, the world, let me tell you, I think we could just save ourselves a a lot of time, a lot of pain, a lot of frustration if we stop trying to figure out what they need. <laughs> we would. You know, they need Jesus. They just—they need Jesus. They need Christians to actually look, talk, and speak like That's Jesus. Right. Yeah. They need Christians to believe the way that Jesus believed. He was fully God, but he was fully man, right? They need Christians 
that, that, that do the stuff that Jesus did. I believe that that's what we're supposed to do. But they need Christians that say, you know what? I only do what my father says, and I only do what I see my father doing first. Yeah. What does that look like? Well, it looks like Jesus, because that's what the word tells us that he did. Yeah. And I'm not there, but I sure am trying. I'm learning to be quiet more often. Like, like, people don't need my opinion. They need Jesus. That's right. Come on. I got a little bit out of shape this week. I got my opinion a few times on social media. <laughs> I had to repent this morning. The world doesn't need my opinion. They need him. That's right. They don't need my ideas. They need his kingdom. They don't need my strategies. I mean, strategy, all these things are good. We have to have a plan, but it's, as long as it comes from him. That's right. You understand? The world needs people that, like, I don't believe in God in just theory. Like, I, I, I want to, I think the world needs people that believe, not just in theory, but in practice. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. It's like we just prayed for your son-in-law, or for your right son-in-law, yeah, your son-in-law, and for Ian. I pray the Lord moves. James tells us in James, James tells us in James, James tells us that the prayer of a righteous man accomplishes much, right? Jesus says, if you look to that mountain and you tell it to move, it'll be cast into the sea. Mm -hmm. Like, what does that really look like? Like, I'm not going to go down to Tennessee and say mountain move, but you, I'm talking about like mountains in life. That's right. What does that look like if we go to the place of intimacy with Him and those things start happening? That's right. Why? Because the kingdom of heaven is within us. Amen. We believe this gospel of the kingdom. Like, I believe in the gospel of salvation, but. But, but Jesus, he talked about the gospel of the kingdom more times right. than that. What if we lived our lives knowing that he's our eternal father? I want to wrap it up here. You guys kind of get what we're talking about. What if we lived our lives knowing he's the eternal father? What if we lived our life knowing that he's really good and he desires to give good things to us and about the I'm going to say goodest. <laughs> the best thing that he could give you is the kingdom. Yeah. And what's the best thing that you could give someone else? The kingdom. Yeah. Matthew 10, 7, 8, my life verses, right? And as you go, preach the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. Freely you have received, now freely give. That's right. What have I re received? The kingdom. So then we'll freely give away the kingdom. What does the kingdom look like? I think it looks like whatever someone needs in that moment. That's right. Someone needs peace. Jesus, give them peace. Jesus, the peace you've given me, I give to them. That's right. Yeah. Someone needs healing. Jesus, would you touch this young girl's hand? Right? Touch my hand. Right? If someone needs joy. Jesus. Are you filling with joy and remove the depression? <coughs> right? It's, it's, it's 
the kingdom is what they need in that moment. Now, all those things are just kind of listed really quickly. All those things are descriptions of what the kingdom of heaven is like. Amen. And if it's on earth as it is in heaven, then I'm going to pray those things for people. That's right. What if we lived our lives knowing that we're loved and cared for? Like, I'm not an orphan. You're not an orphan. Come on. You're not an elder brother, right? Like the story of the prodigal son, the redeemed heir, the one that was there all along. And the father said, you've been with me all this time. And everything that I have is yours. What if we realize that everything that he has is actually ours? Amen. Righteousness, joy, peace, hope, our daily bread, all these things, folks. What if we realize that that was actually true? Amen. God's nature, the most simplistic form, it's the Father is the one that imparts life and keeps it going. What if we give away life and imparted life everywhere we went? I think everything we would do would bring increase to the kingdom of God. You may not see people get saved all the time, but I promise you, like that little girl, the restaurant was busy, and, and I went back today and talked to her for a little bit. But what if, I mean, sometimes you don't have time because there's a whole mob of people behind you. But I know that she went home that night and said, what in the world just happened to me, right? It's the kingdom. And it always comes in seed form. Something real small. Like we think, poof. I'm saying grow, be fruitful, multiply. It comes in seed form. It starts small, but then it grows. Last line. Last line, and I just want to pray over us tonight. If the Father's nature is goodness, then that should be my nature as well. Amen. That's it. Like on my gravestone, as you say, Michael Perkins, full of goodness. <laughs> right? You understand? Or they should say, when we leave somewhere, they should say, that person was really kind. That's right. right? I mean, that person was really patient with me. Amen. That person was really peaceful. That person was really generous. I try, right? Like, I'm thinking, like, if the waiter or the server is, is awful, and this has been something she's really good about, because I still sometimes get aggravated if I get poor service. I'm like, well, I don't want to tip them as much. And she's always like, I think we should tip them even more than we normally would. Why? Because they know they treated us like jerks. But God's good. Amen. How much more of a testimony is that? Let that be our nature. Amen. So this is what I want to do. I just want to pray a quick prayer over us. And I just want to encourage you that, like, this message of the kingdom is, it's not, hmm, felt weird preaching that for a Christmas message, but it's not going to go away. Like, right. I think the Lord is really, just in my own personal time, has really been pushing me more into this. And um, I thought I had a pretty good grasp I mean, I could preach Matthew 6.10 on earth as in heaven. I could preach that until I turned blue in the face. I just love that message. And the last few weeks, the Lord's just been like, you had like a seed form, Michael. 
but I want to give you the whole field. I want to show you a lot more if you're willing to lean into this and begin to explore what this is. So I'm just asking you to come along with me because I think this is what will take our city. It's not by me giving the clever, be real careful here, it's not like the, but it's not. We're not going to take our city by being able to argue with an unbeliever better than they can argue with us. Come on, yeah. We will take our city by manifesting the goodness of the kingdom of God and showing people what someone filled with the eternal Father, right? The one that wants to give good gifts, the one that has gladly chosen to give us the kingdom. When we demonstrate his nature and his goodness and his kindness, which Romans 8, by the way, says all of creation is groaning for the sons and daughters of God to make themselves made known. Like the world's waiting for this stuff to be lived. That's right. 